The memories, the memories. Uh, used to come out uh, during a, a pre-match and um, and just sing the Southern Man, and the crowd got really into it at Carrisbrook. Those were the days, and uh, remembering them well will be our first guest of the day. One, uh, Brendan Laney, of course. Uh, some big news for Southern Rugby that uh, Jamie's uh, coming back to town in a director role or head of rugby for the organisation. The gig involves leading the entire Highlanders rugby programme, including recruitment and retention of players, uh, supporting the coaching group and mentoring the head coach, a job that seems perfectly crafted for his skill set. Uh, well, Brendan Landy's on the phone now, a great Southern man himself. Uh, nice to chat to you, Brendan. Welcome to the show and uh, the Southern man. That, that was those special days, weren't they? Yeah, they were smelly. How are you, mate? Um, yeah, no, fantastic to be here. Um, pretty lucky, I suppose. Um, rugby in general um, was in, in a really good spot at that time. You know, we were getting big crowds to, to all games, but um, you know that that Carisbrook, there was just something about it. And I suppose you you, you yourself being on the sideline there plenty of times, you, you certainly felt how how cool a ground it was. And, and um, I suppose it was it was also the town they really got behind mm. behind rugby and and in any game that was down there, especially this match, it was. Um, it was a pretty cool place to be when there was a test match on, that's for sure. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, absolutely it was. And I can tell you also that, you know, when Carisbrook was pumping, it was really pumping. But there's no reason why they can't get back to those days, uh, Brendan, because, of course, they've got the facility for it now. Uh, they yeah. just need to get uh, the, their ducks in a row. And this is a major step getting Jamie, isn't it? Oh, it is fantastic to be here. Like, great for... Um, not only um, Otago and, and Highlanders, but New Zealand rugby in general. Um, I think getting back a man of his calibre um, from, you know, a fairly, fairly, uh, uh, um, what's the word for it? And the comfortable is not the right word because mm. Jamie did a fantastic job over in Japan with, with, um, with the Japanese side and Japanese rugby. But, you know, to get a guy back of, of his um, ilk into into Otago rugby and, and, and Highlands rugby is, is massive. But also for New Zealand rugby to be able to entice a goal like that back is, is brilliant. You know, he obviously went for the all-black job along with Brownie um, and missed out on that. So, you know, he would have been disappointed. But um, to have him back in, uh, in the Otago um Fold back in Dunedin is is huge, and and I know that um, Roger Clark, the CEO down there, will be absolutely wrapped. And, and the amount of work that's probably gone into to getting that across the line too is was probably fairly huge. So um, you know, great effort, um, great for for Highlanders rugby. Um, I think Clark Dumney will be wrapped with it as well. Um, you know, you, he's going to have someone there he can lean on. He knows um, Jamie well. He's, he was coached by Jamie as well. And um, it's going to give him a real good sounding board as well, which which Jamie used in Tony Gilbert. So um, I think it's a, a great thing there. The other good thing is, is like they said in your intro, that you know Jamie's going to be not only just concentrating on on Highlanders rugby, he's going to be working um, with recruitment as well, and, and to have a guy his um, calibre, you know, picking up um, the phone and talking to some of these young guys. Um, gee, what a what a what a great thing to have um, from a young guy's point of view, knowing that you've got someone in, in the region um, 
of his of his calibre and wanted you to come down and be involved. So um, great, uh, it's a great um, tool for for Highlanders rugby. So yeah, really good stuff. So. What do you think uh, Brennan has been missing? What's been the missing link? Has, has it been playing strength? Has it been... I mean, because it, it just seems from um, from our point of view that, you know, it's almost last pick, the Highlanders, and, and it should never be last pick. No, correct. Um, totally correct. And look, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to bag the guys that have been picked either, but um, you know, there's certainly if you looked around the teams and you were looking at team sheets at the start of every Super Rugby year, um, and you look at the amount of stars that some of the teams have got involved um, compared to a Holland side, um, you certainly wouldn't, um, you know, you would be questioning that. Um, and and we have in the last sort of three four years, you know, looked at our Holland side and um, looked at the other teams and the star power that the guys have had has, has been minimal. Um, you know, next year's another one. They're, they're starting again. I think that I agree with what Jamie said in his interview that you know having some of these young guys come through and starting off, they're going to start with a new fresh batch. You know, losing a couple of big. Um, big players um, out, of their, out of their team next year and also um, you know, big personalities particularly with Nagy as well um, and they have to start uh, clean and uh, I think um, it's a, a really good thing because those guys will stick around for the next three, four years and and, um, and, and look, our player base is thin I, I personally think our player base in New Zealand is very, very thin and it's, it's become a bit of a worry, and it's not just at that level either, Smithy. I, I look around club rugby, um, I look around at that, that Colts level, it's it's very thin on the ground. We've got young guys who are either, either not interested in playing rugby anymore and are, are looking to go and do other things, or um, or they're over playing rugby because they've had, um, they've had it ran down their throat at the first 15 level. So um, it's, it's a bit scary, really, and I... I I just hope that um, you know we in the next few years we can get it back to something where it was before. And this step from from the Hollanders is a is a really um, major step to to doing that. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 a bit nervous about how the how our our player base is is thin because it really has. Well, that's reflected, I guess, in the NPC as well. So um, that kicked off uh, last week. Just before I get to the NPC, um, there's a there looks to be also a bit of a trend of former Otago players wanting to give back, to get back and give back in terms yep. of ownership and support. Um, and I think that's also a testament to what a great group you were part of. Oh, it's great, eh? Yeah. Now we we all got offered the the opportunity to to um, to get involved with the Hondas and um, and, uh, and and look at looking at some shares. Um, it was fantastic. The guys that got on board. Um, it is really, um, you know, we we really care about about the province and about the about the team and the organisation. And um, you know, we've got a really good um, Highlands alumni going. Um, which I know that the other guy, other provinces have got, or other franchises have got as well, and and it's um, it's really cool. And the guys that have got involved, you know, they're really they've done a great job of of, of getting involved and and um, and, uh, and going forward, it'll be really cool because they're they're just genuine good fellas, and um, they want to see the see the team do well. They want to see the organisation do well, and um, 
you know, that's that's really exciting for the Highlanders as well because it feels like you're giving back. We we got a lot out of playing for the Highlanders and, and Otago at the time, mm. and and it, it's nice that these guys have been able to to give back. Um, and and it's really you know we we would all we'd all give our, our left arm to go and do it all over again, but we can't too old and fat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's nice it's nice that we can go do something a wee bit different and behind the scenes maybe and and um, and feel like we're doing our wee bit. Well, Tom Donnelly uh, put his heart and soul on the line for Otago for a number of years, and now he's doing it in the coaching role of the NPC side that went down to Tasman last week. What'd you make of that performance? Uh, actually, I, uh, it wasn't as bad as probably what people sort of thought it was. I know the score didn't reflect that, but um, you know, we're, that first game's always a real tough one, um, especially especially um, guys coming off club rugby. Uh, you know, they played in finals. That, that step up to NPC is big. Uh, there's a real big step up. Um, speed wise, you're playing against um, you know another province who, are, who you know there's some um, outstanding footballs. That Tasman side are certainly one of the best around. Um, they've proved that over NPC in the last you know we while. They're, they're a class outfit. Um, so I thought Otago did some really good stuff. Um, Tommy Donnelly's a, 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 an excellent coach. Um, he'll uh, he'll have a plan in place, um, and I think that the guys too will will understand now where that level's got to be and um, what's what's expected at at, um, at NPC level. You know, you don't get you don't get as much time to do things. Mistakes get punished. And um, and it's a step up from club rugby, so um, I think they'll be better for that first game. They won't be happy with the result. I, you know, no one would be in the in the Otago region, but um, I think it'll, it'll um, you know see early doors, and um, and they would have learned a lot out of it. Brendan, uh, you talk about the depth. You're worried about the depth at Colts level. You're worried about club rugby because, of course, that that's the game in ten years' time. The Colts level. What about the grassroots rugby? I mean, do you follow like South Canterbury, for instance? Do you do you see? Yes. Uh, it's a, it's a feel good level. It's a feel good level of rugby, but it's still a feeder level. Absolutely, yeah, you did right. Um, and we've probably been lucky in the last three, four seasons with South Canterbury that. Um, been an outstanding coach, Nigel Walsh and, and Chris Garden, the crew there. Um, they've recruited really well, and and guys are wanting to play a style of rugby that they're really enjoying, which is which is exactly what they've created there. But it's not only there as well. I've been lucky enough to to go and do some commentating over on the coast, you know, watching West Coast play and and um, you know Mid Canterbury, and there's some there's some really good football going on. And and I think the other bit too is people love going and watching it because they actually know the players. Um, that's the bit that um, I think is exciting. They actually really enjoy that heartland level because I've watched these guys come through club stuff and then they've gone on to play a bit of rugby and that heartland stuff, you're right, it is a feeder. But, um, you know, the town actually gets them behind it. So um, that's been that's been really exciting from my point of view. I've really enjoyed going and, and getting involved with that, with the commentary side of things and, and seeing mm-hmm. some of these guys come through. It's been... Um, and there's been some bloody good rugby play too. Um, they're very passionate about the jersey they play in and, um, and that's what it should be about too. Um, and some of these young guys are getting an opportunity at that next level up. And uh, and we really desperately need it too. So I hope that the Heartland competition continues on and, and it keeps on getting stronger and stronger. 
World Cup not too far away, Brendan. Of course, a lot of the yeah. squad's being finalised now, which is of great interest. Eddie Jones yesterday naming a side without Michael Hooper, without Quade Cooper. So uh, a couple of surprises there with the Australian one. But I'd like to talk to you about uh, the side that you had uh, quite a lot to do with. And John Eels uh, has tipped Scotland as a real possibility in this World Cup. Um, I, I know that would be uh, taking it a, a lot further than they've been in the past. You had 20 appearances for them. Last week they beat France. Uh, they've got them again on Sunday as almost a final preparation. But Gregor Townsend, Townsend seems to be making the right moves here. He is, yeah. No, he's got a he's got a group of guys that um, you know they've been together a few years now. He's settled on um, his ten. Um, he's put um, he's put his ten that he's played there a few times now back to fullback, which I think is his best position. And um, and you know I I think that they're all buying into what they're doing. I, I like the brand of rugby they're playing too smoothly. They're throwing the ball around, but they're doing it really smartly too. They're not just tossing it around willy nilly. They they got a really good balance between their forwards and backs. They got a massive pull to play in. Um, you know, Tonga's not going to be easy. Um, they've got South Africa in there as well as Ireland, so they're, they're going to be bloody tough. That is, really is the pull of death. Um, and uh, we'll see a couple of upsets, and I really hope that the Scottish boys um, are, are those guys that, that cause those upsets. But Tonga's going to be a bit of a tripping, tripping stone for them. They'll be one of the biggest pool, pool games in that, in that pool. So, um, But I just love the way that they've gone out there. And that, that game against France in the weekend, although France probably put in a few, uh, for want of a better word, second stringers, um, they were still a really good outfit. And um, they played some really good rugby to, to, to beat them. So it'll be interesting to see how they go this weekend. Um, I'm sure France will make a few changes and, and put a few different players in. But um, I just really enjoyed the way Greg has got the team going. And he always he always had a really attacking mindset when I was playing with him anyway. He, he was always keen to, to do things and try different things. And, and, and also with Gregor... And I suppose I was a wee bit the same. You, you never knew what was going through his head. So, um, you know, he'd yeah. say one thing and do completely the opposite. So uh, I really enjoyed that. That was that was bloody good. So I just think that the Scottish boys have got a, a, a really good game plan that they're all buying into. And and he's got a couple of guys with a bit of X Factor too, which is uh, which is really good to watch. Um, Vandermeer on the wing, he's been outstanding. He's a big guy. Scored some outstanding tries in the Six Nations. Um, and uh, and I just think that they've, they've they're, they're they're enjoying their rugby and they're, and they're all buying into what they're doing. So I think they'll be dangerous in the World Cup. I'm looking forward to it. Did you did you when you played for Scotland? I, I, I'd be interested to know. Did, was there almost the feeling um, uh, within the group when you played for them of an underdog type tag? I mean, did you feel as if you at any stage you were sort of uh, little brother taking on England, taking on Wales at the time, taking on Ireland. Did you? Was there a mindset there about that 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 might have been holding them back to the point where that's all they need? Uh, is that that belief? Oh, I, I, I see. Agree. Uh, yeah, there was. Um, you know, we. I remember playing against the All Blacks in my first test, and, and it, the feeling before that game was very much, oh well, let's we oh, we want to go and win. 
we want to do our best, but look, if we don't, it's the All Blacks, um, which I find quite strange. Um, but then when we come up against uh, in the Six Nations and come up against England, who were at their time hitting their straps 2001-2002, before they won the World Cup in, in, in 03, um, they had an outstanding side. Um, once again, it was a bit like, uh, well, we weren't really close against them, but, you know, it was England. Um, I think their attitude's changed now. Um, I, I actually believe that they're going out there um, knowing that they can win these games and, and they have that belief that, that they can go out and, and beat the top teams, um, which is great. And you've got to have that at test level. That's, that's what makes it test level. You you don't go out there to, to, to compete. You go out there to win. And I think the Scotland team at the moment, their attitude towards their test rugby is, is exactly that. And that's exciting. And, and I think Greg has brought... brought Brought that attitude into the uh, to the environment, and um, and I think we've seen that in some of the results we've had. So um, uh, you know, test rugby is it's pretty ruthless. You know, a, mm. a drop ball here, a, a missed tackle there, and you can be sitting underneath your post. So um, I think Scotland certainly changed the way they think about their game, and because um, it, it um, I've got some outstanding footballers uh, in their side, and, and I'm looking forward to them putting it on the big stage in in the next couple of months. Brendan Laney, great to catch up with you again, uh, my friend. Hope things are going well for you down south there. And great news, uh, yeah, Jamie Joseph back in the fold. Only, only can be good. So, uh, really good catching up, mate. Have a have a terrific weekend. Awesome, thanks, Smithy. You're a champion.